much here. That's what the rules are. Hello! Hello! Episode 104 of Walkers and Talkers. 104? Yep. Yeah. No, wait, 103. Or is it 103? Yeah, it's 103. <laughs> it's definitely 103. That's what I thought. So right. this is your, your 100th episode. No, I don't think it's not yet. All right, it's your 100th because you missed three episodes. Happy 100th. We've reached my 100th. We haven't even talked about it. That's it? That's it? That's, there's no streamers or... Yay, that's it. It's what you get. <laughs> hey, I'm Dave Brody from Australia in the Morning Show. That's Jamie from Light FM in New York. In case you didn't know, Jamie missed three episodes. I expected, like, a cake or something, but... I had the cake three episodes ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we watched Survivor Sunday. Yes. We wore our matching shirts. We wore shirts, our matching yep. shirts. A lot of Walking Dead shirts at the theater. My favorite uh, moment, these two women walked in Walking Dead shirts. They gave the tickets to the guy. He looks at them and he, he tells them to go inside. The movie theater we went to has two long hallways, like eight theaters in each one. She and her friend went down this one hallway. I was waiting with my friend Jeff because you were late. But you said 745. Right. And you showed up at 755. Okay, well, I'm sorry. It was torrential rain. Right. And I didn't know where the hell I was Wait going. Wait to stick up for yourself when you give it time earlier than when you were supposed to show up. Okay. The point is, the woman goes, oh, he didn't tell me what theater to go in. So she's looking for the theater. Oh, my. Oh, you told me this. My God. It's on the ticket. It's on the ticket, lady. Number five. We were in theater five. Big five. Oh, Lord. And the ticket ticket guy kept walking away. Why? He would check your tickets, go left or right, and he would hand you a Survival Sunday poster. Which we, which you posted on our Instagram page. Remind me later in the episode to talk about the posters. Okay. We're going to break down the finale of The Walking Dead. And we'll just give a quick overview of Fear the Walking Dead. Not because we didn't love it. We just don't have time this week to do two podcasts. Yes, we don't. And I feel like not everyone is in on the fear thing. I think people will start watching it once they hear word of mouth. It was really good. It really was. Especially the first You don't give spoilers. I'm I'm not giving spoilers. Overall, the night was great. Seeing it in the movie theater was really cool. Very cool. People were cheering and clapping. There were no commercials. Which was awesome. The scene would end, it would go to black. We would have to zip through the commercials or, or wait through the commercials. It was back. I'll tell you what I missed, though. There wasn't the tension of, I wonder what's going to happen next. Uh, well, yeah. It was like two seconds in between. Right, but it wasn't like, oh, I have to wait like five or six minutes. I'm glad I didn't have to wait. We had the recliner chairs. Yeah. Oh, it was very comfy. I think you may have been the loudest. You once, yeah, at one point you go, shh, shh. I did, yeah. Shh, shh. Because you were narrating. I, t- I do, th- I talk, this is why I don't watch it with other people, because I talk to myself. You warned me and Jeff that you were going to be loud and you might cry. I might cry. I had to leave twice before we the show started. Once to get water, once I'm like, oh, I better go get tissues, because I'm a sobber. Right. But I didn't cry. You didn't. And I didn't. I actually, no, I think it's like the first one I've never cried at. I think part of it was that nobody died. I think so, I think so yeah, because the other ones were tragic, so. And before you scream at your phone. Or tweet us. I understand that some of the unknown saviors died. No, that. Michonne may have killed a guy. Yes. So let's talk about some news in the Walking Dead universe, then we'll break down the episode. Okay. A lot of good information from comicbook.com. The theories on the YouTubes. The YouTubes. As soon as we went home, I watched Talking Dead. You stayed up? Oh, my God. Then I watched last week tonight with John Oliver. Damn. 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 Comicbook.com and an exclusive interview with Andrew Lincoln opened up about the show's potential next villainous group known as the uh, Whispers. He said, I know they skin zombies and wear them, and that's the deal. They move through the land looking like the undead, but they're talking, whispering. That's super cool. He says, I don't know if we're going there, but I hope we are because I think it's extraordinary. Yeah. He also says there seems to be a lot of dissent between the communities in the last act of last night's episode. Mm-hmm. Lincoln on not killing Negan. Mm. I think we're telling a story about restraint rather than revenge. 
We're telling a story about a love between a father and a son, not a hatred between two old men. <laughs> and I think it's that simple. It's self-explanatory. It's in the episode. Yes. And then he goes on to talk about things that happened in the show that led him to that decision. When he slit Negan's throat and Negan says, your boy didn't know a damn thing. And he thinks about that he used his son's name to get close to him. That's when he realizes. Yeah. That's when Rick decided to save mm, him. Yeah. Do you think Negan was ready to put the bat down? Not now. Save it. Okay. Rick, uh, Andrew Lincoln, in an interview, talks about Rick and Michonne having kids. He said the point is uh, to start again and restart. It's about the future. He said in a couple episodes' time, there could be a time jump. Maybe she gets pregnant during the time jump. <gasps> oh, my gosh. It would be easier if Michonne was like eight months pregnant when you come back from the time jump. Yeah. Rather than watch her try to fight zombies pregnant. Yeah, like Maggie for the past two years. Filming in the Georgia heat. Yeah. The big prosthetic on her. Yeah. Oh, The Walking Dead's Alexandria set is going to get a huge new object, which if you read the comics, you know what it is. It's a giant windmill. When Alexandria in the comics becomes more of a farming site. Yes. They rebuild it. Somebody posted a video of filming outside the set. <gasps> There's parts of the windmill, the church being rebuilt. Wow, okay. Oh, people are buzzing about this. When the production team asked the Sonoya City Council for permission. And yep, that's where Nick and Norman's restaurant is. They asked for a three-year permit. Ooh. Now, people don't know if that means... It will be destroyed after three years, not filming past three years, and the show's going to end. I was going to say, or they could change locations, yeah. Or if the town only gives three-year permits. That, it could be any of the above. So we didn't write notes during this yeah. thing because we were in a movie theater. Oh, one thing I read today on one of the websites, we missed this. On the tail of the helicopter from a couple episodes ago. Last episode? Two episodes ago. Yeah. Three episodes, two episodes ago. On the lid of the applesauce that Jadis was eating is the same three-circle logo that's on the helicopter. What? Wow. Interesting. Hmm. Did you notice her ugly bangs are gone? I don't... She looks better. Here's the thing which they alluded to, that Jadis was there a while before Morgan showed up. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it, yeah. And Morgan was there a while before he left. Yeah. Did you notice her ugly bangs were gone? <laughs> yeah, that's... Yes. We talked about this in an EW interview a few weeks ago. Norman Reedus said, um, there are four things that happened that could be the finale, and they all go off at once at the same time. So what were the four things? Morgan leaves. Morgan leaves. Defeating the saviors. Semi. Rebuilding the sanctuary. Dwight and Daryl. Yeah. That came to a finale. Well, that, yeah, well, yeah Dwight, he left. Eugene yeah. and Rosita back together. So it was more than four if you're really nitpicking, kind of adding up. Oh, and Father Gabriel got his eyesight back. Did he, though? Mm-hmm. I guess you have to listen to my review. I was there. I don't remember that part. He actually uttered the words, I got my sight back. <laughs> I, w- I think I was so into it, I didn't hear him say that. You're too that. busy talking. That's hilarious. I was talking to myself. All right. The episode started off with uh, Rick walking with a little boy, a body double. Yeah. In the scene that Carl described in the letter. When he saw the cow and all that. It was very cute. Rick's in the bedroom with baby Gracie, and he asks Sadiq to explain how Carl died. This was a trailer. We saw this trailer last week, yeah. He tells him he was honoring a woman he had never met. Yeah. When Sadiq speaks, he's so endearing. It really is. You love his, you can- you love his character. He didn't even know her. And he wanted to honor her. <laughs> no, but it was like, it was, it, that's how. It was so sensitive. It was so sweet and thoughtful. Basically, your mom got him killed. Y- yeah. Yeah. But then he goes, I should have stopped him. I didn't think how dangerous it was. It was dangerous. I didn't think about that. Like David and Jamie said, it's my fault. He said that. <laughs> Al Dante and the Savior's leading walkers away from the hilltop. Here's what I don't understand. They formed a line so the walkers would follow them away from the hilltop. Yeah. Because you don't want them by the hilltop. Don't you want them out there if the saviors are going to attack? No. I'm not sure about the strategy there. It wouldn't make sense. The best scene in both episodes was Jerry sitting with Ezekiel. Yes, I love that. He says to Jerry, this could be our last fight. (laughs) 
This isn't the last shit, Jerry said. He says shit three times. We need to accept what may happen. I'm not accepting shit. And then finally Ezekiel And then Ezekiel says, smiled. we could lose. Jerry says, we ain't losing shit. Jerry. Jerry. That was great. Then Morgan sees Al Dante's group returning. Al. If you listen in order, you know what we're talking you about. You know what we mean. We're not talking about pasta. He sees Al Dante's group returning to the hilltop, and he goes crazy, and he jumps Henry. You, what the hell? Puts the stick Holy in Henry's face. Shit. He better remain cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and fear the walking dead. No, he can't be okay all of a sudden. Although, we'll talk about it. We have no idea how much time has passed. No, we don't, because he walked, he ran, he did it, and all of a sudden right. now he's in Texas. So. By the way, our whole theory of, about him going between seasons one and three, yeah, gone to shit. It was a good theory. Morgan says to Rick, we are worse than we were before, and we can't go back, so let's just finish this. He's ready to wipe these people out. Let's do this. Yeah. Preparing for battle. Eugene shows Negan that the bullets work. He gives him his little handgun. That, that works. works, obviously. He gives him a gun he wouldn't normally use and says, here, try it. They work, see? <laughs> then he took the gun back. Yeah. Negan sends four idiots out to make a roadblock and then have a map that's supposed to ambush Rick. Yeah. He's in the car with Father Gabriel in the rear seat. He tells him about the trap and the roadblock. They'll come for me and then we'll kill those poor bastards. His motive's obviously changed. He's not just going to kill Rick. Of course, Rick finds the roadblock group. He kills them all. They, they killed all but one savior. Unfortunately for him, he gave up to Morgan. Morgan sticks him and then slits his throat. My God, I know it. That's when he sees Ghost Jared. That was funny. Because that was messed <laughs> up. I mean, Jesus. Father Gabriel was with Negan. He rolls out of the car and tries to run away, even though he's blind. He tucked and rolled with being blind. I, I was very loud in the theater about that. Sorry. Yes, you were. I was like, I was like, what? What are you but, doing? No, you can't see. <laughs> they, of course, will catch up to him. Did you think Negan was going to kill him? Because he says, you know you wanted a death that, that meant something. For a hot second, I thought he was, and then I was like, mm, it's not going to happen right now. I don't know what you were thinking, because it's one thing you didn't yell out. I didn't yell out. For a hot second, I thought he was going <laughs> to... Then he doesn't kill him. He pulls a Simon with him. Oh, my God. And then I'm like, it's going to happen later then, because that's what he did to Simon. Jesus tells Morgan as they're walking, he doesn't have to kill. You can use this end of your stick for the dead and this end of your stick for the living. The end without the spike. Yeah. That must have stuck with Morgan, because when the two of them fighting the saviors later, no. he didn't kill anybody. Negan and the saviors surround the survivors on the hill and come up over the ridge like Braveheart. There was a lot of saviors. Oh, holy shit. There were so many. Had to be like 100 or more. There were more than 100. It was like four deep. Across a whole field. They've killed 150, 200 saviors. They're like cockroaches. They keep coming out. So poor leadership by Rick because he's surrounded now. Seriously. Now, why Negan's people didn't come up on both sides? Yeah, they came right in the front. Negan warns them and tells them he's going to kill Father Gabriel. Oh, shit. Three, two, one. He's going to kill a priest. This is where it was coming. It was going to happen. If it was going to happen, this is where it was. Dwight's there handcuffed. With his asshole sweatshirt. Asshole sweatshirt. At that point, all the bullets backfire. I'm calling half bullshit. Our fantastic Twitter followers, they called bullshit on a bunch of things. Yes. There's so many of them, I can't read all of them. Okay. I have a problem with the bullets all backfiring. We're assuming that before Eugene made the bullets, they had no good bullets left. Okay. Not one person had a gun with bullets. They had But they didn't fire one bullet at the survivors. I guess they use it, well... With 200 saviors. Maybe they just use all of Eugene's. I mean, clearly. Wouldn't those guns have some bullets that worked? You would think. You think Simon's raid cost them all the bullets? True. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that, actually. I think about everything. I have to. Yeah, I know you do. Um, the bullshit police. <laughs> Hashtag bullshit police. The gun goes off. Negan's hand burns. He looks at Eugene and realizes what Eugene did. His way of life isn't working. Simon thought he wasn't mean enough. Yeah. Dwight thought he was too mean. Eugene, you thought he was your buddy. Man, no, everyone's turning on him. Father Gabriel comes out of nowhere and punches Negan in the face. With his hands tied behind his back, Dwight jumps in. That was awesome. Negan runs off. 
Well, his hand was hurt so bad. Rick runs out of bullets, of course. Oh, my God. You yelled, oh, my God, another one. Uh, this I was very vocal about in the theater. I'm like, are you kidding me again? Why doesn't this man have two guns? I feel like this has never happened in any other season. I feel like he has like 10 backup guns in his pants. And this season, he freaking runs out and then just throws the gun away. Why do you have a six-shooter? Get a rifle. It's BS. Why does the unknown Alexandrian all the way in the back have a rifle, but you don't? He keeps running out. This is like the third episode, almost in a row, that he's Save run a out. for Negan. Seriously. Yeah, I was a little upset about that. I was vocal. Michonne beat somebody up. Jesus kicked somebody. The fight ended pretty quickly. It ended very fast. While the fight's going on, some saviors attack the hilltop. Yeah, Gregory's locked up inside somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say we never saw him. Tara leads some of the good saviors. Al Dante's gang into the back into the woods. Yeah. Tara trusts the good saviors, gives them guns to use. They get ready in the woods. She tells the yeah. guys not to shoot the saviors until they get closer. And then bombs went off. What'd you think? I didn't know what happened. I was like, where the hell did grenades come from? So with that, Aaron and the Oceanside come out of the woods, and Cindy cannot throw. N- no. She threw left-handed like she's never played baseball before. <laughs> Everyone in the theater was like, the ocean's on! Right. <laughs> then she throws like, eh. It was kind of weak. Like, eh. it was weak. Should have yeah. worked with her or something. Teach- <laughs> so they kill a couple of people. A couple of people. Then there's some people up against the fence. They bomb them. Yeah. But keep in mind, Tara's group had them in their sights. We're about to shoot them. Yeah. Oceanside clearly didn't know they were there. One and a half seasons of Oceanside begging them to come help. We took their guns. They wouldn't help. They go back with Aaron and Enid. They leave Aaron basically to die in the Aaron woods. Aaron almost dies in the woods. They won't help. Somehow... They show up. Right in the right spot. Right. Bullshit. And then they're on the screen for 30 seconds. They kill saviors that would have died anyway. And we ever never saw them again. Well, at least we begged the kingdom to fight. Yeah. We. We. They begged Ezekiel to get involved. He didn't want to get involved. End of season seven, they save the day. They do. Oceanside shows up. And then they never, <laughs> they disappear. How do you not have one of the women say, this is for my husband? <laughs> there was no moment. You're right. Nothing. There was no was, like, yeah, was, moment. It was uneventful. They were there, then they weren't. There was no tie-in, no re- no resolution, no anything like, hey, thanks, guys. Or In the scenes of the after fight, there was no Oceanside. Yeah. Did you make up with them to be friendly in the future? They just disappeared. No. They went to an awful lot of trouble for the women to show up with no weapons, and they killed like 10 saviors. And she had, Tara had them in her, in her sights. She did have them in her sights. And coincidentally, Tara was there to watch it happen. I know. I saw that. I'm like, mm, the odds. The odds. The survivors now have all the guns, all the bullets. And they get they go up to Tatneck. She quits. She's like, okay, we're done. Tatneck. Yeah, she's like, we're done now. Nick chases Negan. Negan's hiding behind a tree with the stained glass windows. Yep. And Rick doesn't see him behind the tree. As he approaches the tree, Negan pops out and he, he hits him with a bat. He hit him in the gut. Why didn't he swing and hit him in the head with it? You would think so. Here's David Brody's strategic advice. <laughs> okay. Hand-to-hand combat advice. Yes. Or if you're chasing someone. If there's one tree on a mountainside, all by itself. Yes. Go around it! <laughs> it was not a big freaking tree either. If you don't see the guy you're following, chances are the only place he could be is behind the tree. <laughs> it's not a big tree either. It wasn't like there was five trees. No, it was one. One tree! <laughs> on a hill. Not one tree hill, mind you. Totally different show. You'd think, I bet he's going to jump out from behind the tree. And that's what he did. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. <laughs> that's my bullshit barrage. <laughs> so they fight again. Rick's beaten down. Negan gets up. He says, I'm bigger, I'm badder, and I got a bat. Rick says, give me 10 seconds to plead my case. Negan starts counting down 10. Rick says, Carl said it doesn't have to be a fight anymore. I mean, Negan liked Carl, but it wasn't like he was his uncle. Well, yeah, exactly. He liked him, but it wasn't like his BFF. Negan says he was wrong. Eight. So, yeah, Rick wins him over by saying, no, he was right. <laughs> there was no argument there. Uh, there wasn't much of an argument. He was wrong. Eight. No, he was right. Negan stops <laughs> and looks, he looked sad. 
He, he looked at him like, what are we doing? He looked like he was going to cry. He did for a minute, yeah. I, that's actually what I thought. I thought, is he going to cry right now? And then I thought, no, he's not going to cry. The guy's got a bat. So if he swings the bat, you duck. Roll, tuck and roll, jump. Well, you go at his feet. You could have pushed him. Yeah. Rick cuts his throat anyway. Like Everybody was shocked. I guess the movie theater people didn't read the comic. Because that's exactly what happens in the comic. The only difference, Negan bashes his leg in the comics, breaks his leg. Mm-hmm. That's why in the flash forward, he had a cane. Everyone's like, oh, Negan's going to break his leg. So why did they still put the cane in if it didn't happen? They don't want to cut his hand off. They don't want to have him walk with a limp. Because that was Carl's dream of what would happen in the future. He just assumed my dad's going to limp. Negan says, look what you did. As his blood's coming out of his neck. Carl didn't know a damn thing. Then he drops. Then Rick realizes he used his son's name to, to get Negan to come close as he can cut him. It looked like a raptor claw. A bunch of people called bullshit. Like, how did he know how to cut his neck without killing him? Most doctors will tell you it's much harder to kill a guy by cutting his neck. You have to cut the carotid artery. Yeah, but he didn't cut the carotid. The carotid shoots out like a fountain. For a second, Maggie looked like, oh, God, thank you, Negan's dead. Then Rick tells Sadiq to save him. Maggie goes crazy, and Michonne grabs her and keeps her from stopping Sadiq. Maggie had a total freaking meltdown. She screamed like you did in the theater. Yeah, yeah. It's not over until Negan is dead. He killed Glenn. Spoiler. Rick tells the saviors to put their hands down. You're going to help us rebuild, be part of the new world. Or pay the price. He says, go home. Sadiq saved Negan. Nobody dies. No. What the fuck? I asked you. I remember right before it started, I go, do you think someone's going to die? You're like, yeah, definitely. We thought someone was going to die. A C-level player at the hilltop. Someone like that. So everyone's still alive. Rosita asked Eugene if he did this with the bullets. And he says, Gabriel inspired uh, him along with some things Rosita said to him when they captured him right before I vomited on you. Ergo, I created a full fooey for a full kablooey. <laughs> I love it. And she smiles at him, punches him in the face, and she says, it's for the puke. Right in the face. He goes, fair play, fair play. Morgan takes his little armor off, gives it to Carol for Henry. Says, I'm going to try to be okay. I, I know I need to be okay. And then Red Eye Rick is sitting by a tree. We saw that in the first episode. And he says, my mercy prevails over my, my wrath. wrath. You and I waited six months since we were in L.A. for the premiere. Red, red-eyed Rick. Yep. And then Rick starts crying. Yeah. I guess like, oh my God, I, he like, can reflect can now and everything in. happened. The Hilltop, Dante tells Maggie he was never supposed to be with the Saviors. He's been reading the book Georgie gave them. He says he wants to build things for these people. He knows he can build the windmill. Right. He can build all that. He said, that's what I want to do with my life. And Maggie, you gave me that life. Maggie finally is like realizing is a good guy. Maggie says, all right. Chance. Tara and Rosita go to the sanctuary. Sanctuary women. Rosita nods to Laura. Yeah. She's planting something. Yeah. School bus pulls up. Tara says, oh, that's uh, more glass and people to put the sanctuary back together. Daryl and Dwight. Dwight's groveling. Very cool. He says, I-, I did terrible things. I'm a piece of crap. I'm sad about what I did to Denise. This, he was very sincere. All those things I did. But everyone's done such awful things. Yep, but he shot Denise. But he had his wife taken. He shot Daryl in the arm. Took yeah, his I mean, vest, fed him dog food. I mean, yeah. I mean, he did what he had to do. Everybody's done really bad things. So he puts his head down like he knows he's going to die. Daryl says, you need to go. If I ever see your face around here again, I'll kill you dead. He gives him car keys. He says, go out there and make it right. And he says, find her. You think he's going to find her? Oh, absolutely. So do you think there was a code? Did we talk about this in the honeymoon affinity sign? Tell me what you mean, and I'll tell you what I think. So, I well, I just remember when he opened the note, it said honeymoon, and it had the affinity sign. I don't know if that was some secret location, a name of a place, some right. sign like, hey, meet me here. You want me to jump ahead? Well, wasn't it last episode you saw it? It was this week. It was? Where's my brain? I haven't slept either, so both of us. Just sit there and pop open a cold one. I'll, I'll explain I'll everything. I'll pop open a cold one. Cut to the junkyard. Morgan comes by to tell Jada she can join the community. Jada says, why? 
Morgan says, Rick wants to build something and show people things can change. You don't want to be alone. I thought she would hesitate. She jumped on that shit. Like, okay, I'll get myself. She's living in a junkyard. Yeah, but she's, yeah, she jumped right on that. You realize she had nowhere to go? Poor little thing. She grew her hair out. She looked decent. She's wearing some cool plaid. She says, by the way, call me Anne. And Scott M. Gimple told us on Talking Dead, it's Anne with an E. She leaves. Morgan says uh, he's staying. He needs to be alone. He grows food, grows an eggplant, feeds himself. Yeah, laundry. Eggplants. It's to be boring as sin, but it's it's safe. Uh, no one can really get in. Dwight goes to his old home. Sherry ate the pretzels. She left Dwight a note with the word honeymoon and a symbol on it that looks like an infinity sign. Is the infinity sign a clue to a location? That's what I'm thinking. Is it a fancy infinity pool at a hotel? Uh, anyway. King Ezekiel, Jerry, Henry, and Carol return to the kingdom. Carol's actually smiling. Yeah. Maggie, Jesus, and Daryl. Maggie tells Jesus he was right about saving the saviors from the outpost and having them there at the hilltop. He said Rick was right about not killing all the saviors, just not about Negan. Jesus says, what do you mean, Maggie? Oh, this got weird. We have to build this place up, thrive. We need our strength, the ability to defend ourselves better. But Rick and Michonne were wrong to do what they did. We're going to wait, bite our time, and then we're going to show him. What the fuck does that mean? Jesus is like, what? And Daryl comes out of the showers. And Daryl comes, comes out and he's like, oh, for it. He says, yeah, we will. Yeah, but I uh, yeah. Does that mean they're gonna break in and try to kill Negan? I you could take that so many different ways. I I made me a little nervous against Rick and Michonne. They were I'm like okay. Oh, there was a scene with Tara in the woods. She said something about you could hear something or smell something. She said they can probably smell it all the way back in New Jersey. Oh, uh, doesn't matter. Yeah, she. I know what you're talking about. So here's my question. I didn't watch it on the TV show yet. If you remember the scene, she's in the woods. Let us know on Twitter. If she changed the state. If they did that for every state in the country. So if you're in California, like, they could hear that in California. Is that what, did she change it? Did they customize it for every state? Did they customize it in the movie theater? Did you watch it in the movie theater and they did that? They could have customized it for the footage in New Jersey. Because ours said New Jersey. It can't be just us. It couldn't. You leaned over, you're like, I bet you they changed it for every state. Absolutely. Yeah. If it wasn't New Jersey when you watched it. Yes. Tweet us. Tweet us. Let us know. All right, Derek, now we go to the recovery bed area. Negan's tied down to the bed. His neck is all bandaged up. Michonne tells Negan the deal. I'm going to make you watch. I'm going to watch what's going on. Rick says, this isn't about who you killed. We killed plenty of people. This is about what you did to so many people, how you made them live for you. He says, I I saved people. So what Rick is saying, it isn't about the fact you killed Abraham and Glenn. Spoiler. It's the fact that you treated people like crap. I still think it isn't that that he killed Abraham and... Glenn, you know, yeah. I still think yeah. of Rick killing the guy in the bar who saved him, the yes, savior. Yes, I agree with that. That too. was wrong. In the barn. Remember, he also killed that kid who came out from behind the tree, and he said, if you come out from behind the tree, I won't kill you, and then he killed him anyway. Oh, yeah, and he did. But they never enjoyed it. Negan killed Abraham and Carl. Abraham and Glenn, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Glenn. Well, he almost killed Carl with a bat. He made vampire bat jokes. Oh, she's a thirsty girl. Vampire bat. He beat their skulls after they were already dead. Uh, yeah. Uh, he didn't need to kill Glenn. He did it to show his dominance. Yes. He had his point across by killing yeah. Abraham. Taking it like a champ. Took it like a champ. I need you to know me. Back to it. Oof, oof, oof. Look, Rick killed that baby's daddy. Uh, Negan made it more personal and took it to a level that he didn't need to take it to. That's correct. You know, like Rick killed him and stopped. Negan, like you said, continued things. Negan says, I saved people. Michonne grabs him by the neck to get his attention. And Sadiq's like, um, can you let just like let go a little bit from his neck? Rick says, Carl pictured something better. All of us working together. Because you'll have a job to do. And she says, yeah, you'll be an example of what this can be. Rick says, we're not going to kill you. We're not going to hurt you. You're going to rot in a cell. 
I miss not today, not tomorrow, but I'm going to kill you. But no, he's not. Michonne says, for the rest of your life. And then Rick says, you're going to be evidence that we're making a civilization like we had. You alive is going to help show people that things have changed. And there's a better way. That's the part you'll play. Michonne says, so after this, maybe you're, you'll be good for something. Father Gabriel sweeping up the burned out church. He got a sight back, you know, the part you missed. <laughs> I don't know where I was. We need to see him, by the way, uh, ratting out uh, Gregory for leaving him at the sanctuary. That was bad. And then we see Rick with Carl, and then that's it. We'll talk about Fear the Walking Dead in a second. Talking Dead was great. Andrew Lincoln, Lenny James, Denai Garcia, Garrett Dillahunt, Robert Kirkman, Scott M. Gimple. Great freaking lineup on Talking Dead. I mean, that was awesome. Now, they had a poll. Is Maggie justified in plotting against Rick? 17% said yes. 83% said no. Kim Dickens is on next week with a surprise guest. There are some hints now in the episode that the whispers are coming. Ooh, tell me. The infinity symbol on the note. There's a thing called an Ouroboros. O-U-R-O-B-O-R-O-S. It looks like it's a snake in the shape of the infinity symbol eating its own tail. So the Aurora Boris is the leader of the uh, Whisperer's belt buckle. It could be a clue that I'm with those people. Okay. Comic book episode 138, Alpha's wearing the Aurora Boris symbol on her belt buckle. Holy shit, we're getting deep here. Survivors at one point are walking through the field. Okay. They walk past a bunch of wooden posts, which uh, in the comics, yeah. the Whisperer's use the posts to show their property line. Their territory. The area they own. And then there's a famous scene in the comics where they use the posts for something really bad. Like those posts can be a sign of the whispers. In the comics, the whispers control a massive horde of walkers. What do we see in the episode? Massive horde of walkers. That could yeah. be the horde the whispers we'll control or the get. one they eventually uh, take control of. Uh, Greg Nicotero in an interview with EW said uh, the massive herd spot in the episode was a nod towards the pack of savage villains. He was asked about it. He said, I think the intent with that was to show that if they continue fighting amongst themselves, there'll be nothing left to survive. So it wasn't necessarily a reference to the Whisperers. It was more of a reference to that there's still an enemy out there, and it's a common enemy, which is the Army of the Undead. All right, now we have a couple things to talk about. I put a picture up of the poster on Instagram of the uh, posters they gave us at the movie theater. I took a whole bunch of them. I took like two extra. I took like five or six. Five or six extras. We're going to do a contest involving our biggest fans who follow us on social media. The first ones who hear this, however many posters I have, you'll DM us on at walkers underscore talkers. On the Twitter, right? Not on Instagram. Now, on my app that I use, if you don't follow each other, you can't DM. But on Twitter.com, you can DM. The second, third, and fourth, and fifth people that DM us, you want the poster, you win the poster. Then I'll DM you back and get your information. Okay. Tell you you're one of the winners. It's a really cool poster, it's guys. It's for our biggest fans. Yes. Hashtag for, for the, the people. people. Hashtag for the people. Now, for our crazy fans. Okay. I told you guys in the last episode of Walkers and Talkers, Jamie's 99th episode, okay. that we were giving away trips last week on the Elvis Strand Morning Show. One day, we didn't have a show. It was Monday. And then Tuesday, Elvis was out sick. So Monday and Tuesday of last week. So we had an extra trip. So a trip to Las Vegas to go see the new Fear the Walking Dead attraction, hotel accommodations, and like a Fear the Walking Dead prize pack and all these amazing things. So we said, hey, can you give us that uh, extra trip for the podcast? And they said, yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. This is for our biggest fans now. Yes. So I'm going to call out some people now. Oh, call, call them, them out. out. Call them out. Jonathan Valentin, Carolina M., Tanya, Vanilla Bean Latte, Marcus. Okay, you know who you are. Can't get all of you. Lonnie. Lonnie, come on, Lonnie Spencer. Team leader. Yeah. Corey T. Where are you, Corey T? Gina 78. There's a lot There's of you guys. There's a lot of them. Come on, Tanya. She was 14. <laughs> Chadwick. Chadrick. 
Chadrick. Jillian. Go runner girl. Yep. One of our big fans. You got to be first. Number one. DM us. When this plays and you hear it, yep. go right to Twitter. I have chills right now. Maybe we'll put you in the next episode. Yeah. This is a big deal for our little podcast. Woo! This is a big deal. I have chills right now. I was hoping they gave us uh, a trip, too. They have not yet. No, they have not. All right, that's it. Yeah. Oh, oh one more thing. Uh, real quick, because uh, an interview. Yeah, yeah. Neo's coming in, yeah. Neo's coming in. He's the Fear the Walking Dead started with Morgan living in the junkyard. Jesus comes by, tries to get him to come home. He won't. Then Cal comes by a couple of weeks later. Yeah. Tries to get him to come home. He won't. Then Rick comes And then in. Rick comes. He's like, I need you to come back. You saved me. By the way, having Jesus, Carol, and Rick on Fear the Walking Dead was fantastic. Which is very, very cool transition. Rick says to, to Morgan, you're the reason that I'm here. He's like, listen, you you can hide, but you can't run. He's the reason. That's a dumb move, because then Morgan packs up and runs. You watch this. And they packed up all his shit, and he ran. Fear the Walking Dead, I loved it. I loved it, too. John Dory with the Louisiana accent. He was so cute. I haven't talked to anybody in a while. We had feelings yeah. for each other. He's <laughs> so cute. What were those words he said he hadn't used in a while? Oh, Popcorn. oh possum and pop. <laughs> he was Althea's so cute. Althea's kick-ass. She's awesome. And then the cast of Fear yeah, the Walking Dead came out and ambushed sick. them. Damn, Alicia. I'm sorry. The old I'm in trouble in the middle of the road. Oh, damn, it. Alicia, though. You got to have a gun on him from a distance. Yeah. Yeah, amateurs. Madison wasn't there. We don't know where she is yet. In all the trailers of Fear the Walking Dead, there's uh, bad guys, and they bring uh, walkers to the stadium where they're living in. I think those are like their version of the saviors. And they think Morgan and those guys uh-huh. are that band of evil people. Yeah, uh, could be. The tone changed. The vibe yeah. of the show. The colors changed. Yeah. In the, in, before, everything was yellow. There were people with weapons. Yeah. No, this was good stuff. But Althea had those spiky things in her hands. Oh, yeah. Lots of bullshit in both episodes. But don't forget to DM us. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to DM us for the contest. You should have done it already. It's time. What time is it? It's time for people to win a trip. <laughs> go, 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 go. I go. Hurry. It's time to, it's time. It's time. It's time to, it's time to shut, shut this, this shit down. down.